Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola, hola. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, we don't Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. These are the your little witches who have noticed that we decided to record during Mercury Retrograde and yes. we're like kicking ourselves. I'm like, oh, that was smart. <laughs> It's the beginning, though, so it's going to be right. It's, it's better to do it now than in the full swing of it. That that is true. That is true, and it's better to do it now when it's in Taurus than when it actually gets into Gemini. It's got to be way more chaotic than yeah, because it? Gemini is communication. So. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I so yeah. So we're we're good. We're good. So we are back today. We're <clears> actually <throat> going to be talking about. We're going to be um, expanding on what we talked about candle magic. Uh, we've previously talked about candle magic, so we're going to be expanding on that. And talking about wax interpreta- interpretations, uh, jar interpretations, and smoke and flame. Right. So, yeah, we noticed that, um, and like we had mentioned, that obviously um, candle magic is not only a huge part of what both of us practice, but it's also common in our cultures to do a lot of um, work with candles. And we noticed that what we had done for episode number, which one was it that we did? I think it was five. Five was love magic. Six. So episode number six was our um, first episode on candle magic. And we talked everything about correspondences, colors, days of the week, moon phases, all those things like when to do candle magic. Right. But now, and this is something that we see it a lot in our groups, like in Latin American Brujeria, people post a lot of their remains. Right. And they're like, what does it mean? <laughs> right. So we decided to do a an episode just on interpretations. Mm-hmm. And so... Like Dion mentioned, we will talk about the flame, the smoke, the wax remains. Mm-hmm. And then Is that the, it? And then the encased jar. And, and yeah. that's like smoke too, right? Yeah. So, the, yeah, it's the soot and the wax remains. Soot and wax. Okay. So that's what we're going to dig into. Um, we decided we're going to start with the flame because that's the first part. <laughs> it's like when it's burning. So one of the, the first things that I like to <clears throat> state, and I don't know if it's true for you or not, but for me, I don't interpret every single candle. I only interpret candles that I have set an intention yep. for. Okay. Yes. Um, because, you know, we use candles in general. You use them sometimes to light, sometimes for ambience, sometimes for scented, sometimes just, you know, um, to have a, a candle on an ancestor, on an altar or to honor an ancestor or to guide somebody but it's not a candle that we're using necessarily with magical intention. Right. We're not asking it a question and, and expecting or hoping for guidance or an answer mm-hmm. afterwards. So for me, that's the first thing. I, I think that before I even look into a candle or interpreting something of a candle, it is it was there a question? Right. Was there any intention? And that happens often because sometimes people, you know, have a candle and it burns kind of wonky and they're like, what does this mean? And I'm like, what did you ask it? Oh, nothing. It was just, um, <laughs> well, then I'm not really, you know. Well, it's kind of a weird candle then. I believe it's is what that candle. means. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that one, and one thing that we'll look at when we look at the flame is that you do have to discard that, everything that has to do with mundane things, right? right? And, and we had talked about it when we talked about, like, um, in our previous episode, that if you um, load it too much, it's going to have explosions, right? right? Yeah. I mean, you have to take some precautions. Check your air uh, around you. Mm. If you've got uh, an air conditioning or some, if you've got any weird airflow, obviously, you're going to see different things. So be aware of your surroundings and what's moving before 
you light and then all right. of a sudden all this crazy stuff's happening but it's explainable crazy right exactly it's like oh it's going to the left well it's strange there's a fan right on it <laughs> yeah, right exactly. yeah so yeah it's just be logical in that sense okay so i'm glad that you agree with me that we should have a question or intention or purpose set up for it um so when we're lighting it i like to stay with the candles when we're um when we first light it i like to stay with it for a few minutes I don't normally stay with it the whole time because usually they burn for several hours. Yeah. But I like to stay with it the first minutes just to see it like. If you get anything. Yeah. yeah. Like get off the ground, you know, like see how it goes. Um, and so I think and then throughout, like, you know, because you don't leave candles unattended. We spoke about this before. You just kind of see it or you might see things happening or if it's really noisy you'll come and check it out because she's making a bunch of noise. Right. They'll be like, what's up? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Um, so I think that the first thing that I, that we're looking at is the flame, mm -hmm. right? Do you have anything you want to start with or you want me? Uh, so I just have for the flame, some things to look out for. If the flame splits into two or more flames, um, it's going to indicate the presence of another spirit or human working mm -hmm. in there as well. If the candle does not light, like if you're really struggling with it, which def which happens and mm -hmm. it's odd, but it happens. Mm -hmm. um, it means that this is um, that this is not going to work, and mm -hmm. you really need to reconsider like your correspondences, maybe what you're asking or how you're asking. Right. Yeah. Okay. The flame is too high, or the flame just seems very high. It's going to mean there's a lot of power behind the spell and a little resistance. So that's going to be a really positive reinforcement for you. Oh, anything. Yeah, so similar. Um, if it extinguishes, it's a try again. Yes. It's like, eh, sorry, try again. Mm -hmm. If it's um, high, I, it's working and there's aid or spirits coming in to aid it. And if it's low, it's it has it might need some extra work into it. It, it will work or will come through, but it's more like slow and steady. Mm -hmm. It's like don't expect it to work immediately, but rather like, you know, it's going to take its time to actually come to course. Right. If I have any time like it doesn't take on the first light not several lights because that's a re-examination but if it doesn't take on the first light or if the flame is like oddly weak i am immediately aware that i will be bringing more candles into this mm -hmm. that there will be more work so whatever it is it's not in, like the easiest path right so it's just yeah and then you mentioned the splitting for me the splitting um it depends on the question yeah because Sometimes, yes, it could be like there's an additional third, um, like an additional spirit that's coming in and working. But like if it's a love read and the many people um, are doing interpretations for relationships, it could represent third party in oh, okay. the relationship. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that's one of the, the ways I read it. And so it's like, oh, you know, especially if you're using a ritual candle. Mm -hmm. So like if you're using like, you know, I use a lot of ritual candles in relationships. Like if you have like. If, let's say it's a, a heterosexual relationship so you have a male ritual candle and you have a female ritual candle and then her flame splits into two then oh. you know her mm -hmm. heart is divided she has two people that she's interested in interesting yeah. i love that yeah so that's part of the the read there um do you have anything else there uh i've got for cracking and popping mm -hmm. it's going to indicate conversation uh the spirits are either trying to talk to you or the target is talking about you but there's something in communication there that needs to be understood yeah better. i call it chattering yeah so it's, it's chattering it's literally that it's talking it's mm -hmm. it wants to tell you something this is something you know this is like grandma gossip, you know? Everybody's talking about it in that world, and they're all like, oh, yeah, finally you came and asked me. Oh. We got a lot to tell you about this, yeah. you know? Nice. Everybody's got opinions on it, you know? 
So yeah, the chattering for me is definitely communication related, like you're saying. But I do see it like also lots of people weighing in, and then you have to oh. determine if you necessarily. This can go either way, right? This could go into I need to find other people to listen to and not just listen to myself mm -hmm. or this could be like you need to tune out other people and focus on what you really want very interesting so yeah. it just depends on on other factors that we see in that read okay but if it's explosive it could be arguments and so oh um so if it if it's you know like popping if the pops more aggressive it's more aggressive then it's it's like explosive arguments and then you have to be careful because it's a hot-headed theme it's right. not something where you can calmly go into this conversation because you know it's too loaded for you right yeah it's almost like serving as a warning for too yeah. much activity too much activity and like tone it down or maybe step away for now mm -hmm. and then come back because right now it you're too passionate about it interesting yeah, yeah. okay let's see do you have anything else on the flame um i have so if the entire like prepared candle catches fire the top of it mm -hmm. um it means that all of the resources of the prepared candle are being used due to spiritual influences creating obstacles mm. so just a lot of obstacles in your way and it's and, just kind of burning through them yeah and when you see it at the top and then a little bit later when i talk about how um like if the top melts and then you're seeing soot on any of the glasses, I talk about the jars later, it kind of will let you know where the blockages are, if they're going away, if they're not going away. Cool. I also, um, about the flame, if the flame is after it's burnt a little bit and the wax is pooling at the top and it's about to drown the flame out, mm -hmm. there you have two options, right? Um, if you're using, and I personally subscribe to this one where if you lit a candle to receive a message mm -hmm. i let it happen i let it happen I, I i see it i know it might drown and sometimes it doesn't sometimes it looks like it's going to and then it just like manages to survive right. um but i let it happen because for me that's part of the interpretation mm -hmm. and if it if the wax actually drowns the flame then for me it's like you know it couldn't survive they've That's extinguished the that is the message it's just not going to happen right now you have to go back you have to reevaluate you have to strengthen it and then start again yes right but i do know people that say you know it's magical working so you have to work on it and then they cut a path into the wax oh. so that the wax pooling you know overflows sort of like a little waterfall mm -hmm. So they, they cut it and then the wax overflows into a waterfall and then it doesn't drown out the flame and then the magic can continue, mm -hmm. right? I think it makes more sense in a petition than in a candle that you're setting up more for a question. Mm -hmm. I could see that, you know, I can see that reasoning in that sense. Right. But it's still in the end, it's still going to give you a message because if you cut it and it water flows, there's going to be blocked pillars. Yeah. You know, so... I, I, then we're going to talk about the pillars in a bit. So we'll talk right. about that. And so, but I personally just leave it because for me, that's the message. Excellent. And then as far, I mean, and, and, uh, typically in a flame, if your flame is burning steady and calm, that's going to be like what? Good. Yeah. That's, that's your, what you want. That's your positive. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. You're like, yay, this candle works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And then let's go right into smoke oh. because you know that sometimes it's burning and it's throwing off a bunch of smoke yes what does that mean um so smoke 
black and white definitely means different things. Uh, black smoke is tied to blockages. White smoke is going to be tied to spiritual interventions. Uh, so when you see heavy smoke, heavy black smoke, we're looking again, like I said, at blockages. For me reading glass, um, I kind of wait to see where that black smoke happens to let me know like on the path of that, what I'm asking for, like when, how, like, how long it's going to be or when that block is going to does it feel like it's going to be a couple weeks does it feel like it's going to be as soon so as like, i step outside so when you're using a jar candle I'm, I'm assuming you're talking more to me about the novenas right See, yeah um does that have a time span on it like when you're doing a read does it like normally mean six months and then you look at it and if it's halfway through it's three months in or depends how does the question depends on the question yeah okay cool so you kind of set it up to because I mean, if I, we talked about this a little bit in, um, in the episode six on Vela's, um, some candles are going to burn, like if you buy a, a novena at a dollar store, it's going to burn for three days. If you buy one at mm -hmm. a Botanica, it's probably going to burn for seven to nine days. Um, but it, if you're asking a question in this next month, I'm looking for this or mm, I'm, um, sure. and it will show you kind of in, in your head, look at the candle like 30 days. And you can see where. So, should you, when you're going to ask for a candle interpretation, should you include when you're doing the question a time limit? I think you can. But you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Just wondering because of that point in the interpretation. That's pretty curious. Yeah. And how about when it's like just not not looking at the smoke yet, but you know it's burning. There's the flame, and it has little spirals going up. Spirals are interesting because it can be a, a message that things are going and, and turning and working, but it can also be a message that someone's working against you. Okay. Does it matter, um, would it be like if it's counter or clockwise? Do you think that would be one of the indications? I think I would. Yeah, I would consider that an indication for sure. And I'm actually trying to even remember if I've seen smoke. I've seen smoke go this way. This is counterclockwise. I feel like I see it go counterclockwise. Always? Almost. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I've seen it clockwise. Yeah, you're right. I've seen it counterclockwise. I know yeah. I've seen it counter. Well, that's interesting. We'll have Experimentation. To yeah. Time to <laughs> we'll let burn you know. some more. Okay, cool. Um so that so usually it's because then you would say it's because something is interfering. Yes. In the and it's a third party. A spiral can be a third party. If the smoke is white, it could be magic like against the, you. Yeah. And if it's black, it's just like earthly blockages. I think it's like just a more chaotic imbalance type. Okay. Yeah. And that could come from inside so that you're not sure what you really want. And since you're not sure what you really want, it wants to go and work for you, but it's not 100% clear because you're not clear. Correct. Yeah. That's what I've gotten from the spirals usually too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Talk us about, about those jars. So this is when we're using okay, candle so, jars. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when we're using the novenas, um, the, the tall skinny jars, you're going to be able to read the entire jar after you're done. The options are kind of what happens. And, and if you are using a cheap candle, it's going to burn differently than a botanica candle. Right. It just is. Um, Obviously, if the jar from top to bottom is going to be a clean, that's good. Your spell is sent through. It's going to go ahead without really any much much resistance at all. If you get any blackening from soot from the top of the glass through the midway point, that's telling you about the blockages. If that glass from the bottom or from the middle to the end is clear, then that's good. That means you're at 
through, you go through the bullshit, and then at the end, your path clears up, so the spell is still going to be successful. It's just going to be a little bit stickier than you thought. Um, if it's black all all through, and, and it happens a lot, mm-hmm. um, then that that's a no. You need to reconsider your correspondences. Um, and, and it's also, is it, it can be an indicator that someone's working against you, or that... It's it, not meant for you. Yeah, exactly. It's just not your time for that mm-hmm. yeah that's what I, I read for the black jars is usually like it's not meant for you yeah mm-hmm. um when you and again a, a really common uh indication that we use is at the bottom of the candle the bottom of the candle at the end of the spell is black it's no good if it's clear good to go if it's white not only is it good but you're getting help and tap into that and so be watch your gratitude basically if you have if you're if you see white soot in your candle and you are acknowledging that you are getting help from spirit, get your gratitude going. Like, be open to that, but be very, very gracious and just acknowledge that that's happening because that will stay connected with you. Mm, gratitude is future theme. We can put it on oh, our list. perfect. <laughs> on our, our episode list. That sounds good. So that that's what you got for the smoke, right? Yeah, so that's just kind of for the jarred candles. How about if it explodes? I think we talked about it in episode six. Oh, yes. So if it cracks, there's definitely some stuff working against you when it explodes. Um, it When it explodes, it says you need to start doing some, like, anti-hex work and really releasing right. some stuff. And, like, banyo, burrito, it's time to. Right. I, I think that um, one thing that we had already mentioned in, I don't know, in a past episode with um, – our type of brujeria, oftentimes it's not a one and done thing. It's often yes. a guidance to what is the next step. Yes. And often our steps are a little more drawn out or a little bit longer period of time. And I think that that's very common in our working. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to, to reiterate ese punto, like remember that that I got you that because it's um you know often we will use the the interpretation of the candle as a guidance to what should be done next right yeah yeah okay. absolutely okay and then good for wax now my turn oh yeah um uh, and then so and then just real quick about the wax in the in the remaining wax left over in the jar sometimes that that can um be indications of needing more work basically if your flame is not removing all of the wax from the mm-hmm. jar then you need to just continue okay so yeah cool so I work more with freestanding um, candles where the um, wax will either melt away completely or will leave pooling or pillars or forms. Um, I usually work with freestanding candles, chime candles, spell candles, and the center of a white plate, consecrated white plate, and then I'll put circles of correspondence around it. And so the main way that we're interpreting is based on which way is the wax running. So is the wax running to the front, to the back, to the left, to the right, which you could also um, tie up to the elements, okay? So oh, yeah. to the front would be south, to the back would be north, to the left would be water, to the right would be um, air, mm-hmm. okay? And so that's really important to take into consideration when you're looking at that interpretation. So if we have, the first thing is pillars. If we have pillars... And this is something that I may look at, like when I'm looking at the candle burning, I may see pillars forming. Mm -hmm. And you may see pillars that are forming when the um, wax is burning, but later they disappear. 
And that is just basically the candle working. It's doing its job, right? There are blockages, there are, there are different obstacles, and it's burning through them, and eventually they're not there. Mm -hmm. However, if there are pillars left over at the end, you're going to look at which place it's located. So if it's located in relation to where the front of the candle um, was, then that means that that problem is with you, mm -hmm. okay? It's either that you're not clear with what you want or it's not convenient for you or you have to put in more work because like you haven't earned it yet or it's not really your time yet and you have to like work on it more. If the candle, um, the pillars are towards the back and then it's talking about resources, it's talking about the need for more, it could be more um, correspondences, but usually it's more work needed, but in material sense. Oh, right, right. Like, so you can't like, oh, I want the most fabulous job in the world, but then you haven't really worked on anything yet. Then it's like, you need to go and get more experience and you need to get a mentorship and you need to get training and then you can go get it, right? It's telling you like, be practical, right? And go do the practical steps first. If it's to the left, um, it's usually something that's already started because it's working. That's the emotions, right? So it's something that's affecting you. It's emotionally um, impacting your re it's the reason probably why you're there. And usually it's like, you have to go back and review where you messed up oh. and fix it. Yeah. Right. And fix like these emotions. Are you being obsessive? Are you being unforgiving? Are you being arrogant? Is the other person, you know, is it something that's hurting you and then you sh really shouldn't go back because it's hurting you, but you're being, you know, like masochist and trying. So I do a lot. Well, I don't do it anymore, but I get lots of requests for candle interpretation for couples things. And bien común. I don't know if you see it, but it's very common in Latin America. It's all about love. And yes. like, I mean, it's like they either want reconciliations or they want to know what's going on with their partner. That's like the two things yeah. that they're always asking for. So in these loved ones you get a lot on the left because it's a relationship that started it's like lots of emotions it's you know mm -hmm. lots of and it's like you know you got to revisit it and actually look at it and see if it's even worth it for you yeah. then if it's towards the right then we're looking at communication and we're also looking at like everything that would be like contracts and stuff like that which also fall under that communication but it's like being clear not only in your intent of what you want but also like in the path, in planning, in designing and determining what the steps are going to be, in like, you know, crossing your eyes and dotting your eyes yeah, yeah, and yeah. crossing your T's. <laughs> I mean, it was something like that. So that's, that's, that, that's that first step to see where the pillars are because those pillars are blockages. And then you're determining where the blockages are based on the direction of where they're showing up based on the candle. Mm -hmm. And then you're looking at the candle, like the front, like where if you set it on your altar, so the part that's looking at you would be the south of it okay then the next part would be looking at how the wax ran it's not let's say there's no blockages there's no pillars right but it ran to different places mm -hmm. so same similar interpretations those are the areas you have to um, look at but it's not as strong as like having an actual pillar of wax like a little tower you know, I've seen ones that look like gates, you know, like, yeah. and then it's like, okay, you're not going through there. That's, you're not, you're not able to pass. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes it just pulls, right. And it's just on the plate flat and it's just pulled to one or two directions. So you interpret the same for the directions, but you also want to see if there was any 
touching because like i said normally and it's very common uh, for us to have at least a salt perimeter oh, yeah. right or if it's a sweet one or a loved one a sugar perimeter so you want to see if the wax touched the, the perimeter if it got to right before or if it breached the perimeter and got intermixed with the ingredients of your mm -hmm. protection right so if it got to right before the perimeter there is um a recognition of this is the issue but if you follow the steps that are being indicated here then things will work out if it touches and it goes into the perimeter or goes over the perimeter sort of like crossing it mm -hmm. then those boundaries are being stepped on okay okay and then those boundaries are being stepped on and then you have to look at it for example if you're looking at a sweet one right and it's sugar and it got into the sugar and it went over the sugar you're being obsessive <laughs> you're being obsessive you know it's like this isn't healthy it's not a healthy relationship it's like over breaching yeah into these perimeters and so that's what you have to look at there and then if you had other correspondences or you had like herbs or bay leaves or something like that and it got like mixed up and it gets like like you know that it forms She's a different smushing her hands together right? yeah. <laughs> but you know like like for example canela right the cinnamon mm -hmm. and sometimes it'll change the color of the oh, wax yeah, yeah. or it'll give it or it'll form like little, like when you're trying to cook and it forms like little balls and mm -hmm. stuff like that, then it's a definite um, need to fix that area and what that correspondence meant. Oh. So like if it was cinnamon, which was to be attractive, then that person isn't finding you attractive. And there's not really anything you can do. You can get all pretty and whatever, but there, the person, there isn't that att that attractiveness for them. Right. If it was um, bay leaves, right, and you were talking, thinking of prosperity, and it ate up the bay leaf and made it into a little crumpled little thing, it's like you're wasting your resources. And you have no control. It's like the money's running out of you, right? Uh -huh. So you look at it and then you interpret based on the... Um, correspondences you use which is why you go in episode six we talked about <laughs> correspondences and how they're so important to strengthen your work um but also it'll help you determine what the next steps are because if you have them there you'll be able to see right and then so i think that's um let me see my notes and then if it just um if it's completely consumed obviously then it's a successful candle mm -hmm. and your petition will be listened will be heard and will come through um and then sometimes there might be that it goes if if it goes everywhere it's just like a mess it's it's scattered energy and that is exactly what you have to interpret the energy is way too scattered your mind is scattered your intention is scattered start over mm -hmm. just dump it and start over because it's not going to work because the energy the cosmic energy the spirits nobody can help you because they don't know what you want right and it's probably because you don't know what you want right yeah um that's that for the wax and like you know um, interpretation the only other thing is figures or shapes or deciphering figures and shapes in it mm -hmm. i definitely do recommend looking at figures and shapes and this does happen more in it happens it's easier to see shapes and figures in candles that melted and then not not with pillars and blockages yeah pillars and blockages are more just like pillars and blockages and they're gonna look like moors fences you know something swords or stuff like that but it's usually very wall right? right um and so you just interpret that like blockages but when it melted and then it might have a shape and people are like oh it looks like a scorpion it looks like the uterus it looks like whatever um 
again, the important thing is that when you're interpreting, you look, go back to your original intention and you go back to your original question. Mm -hmm. So if you were asking about work and suddenly you see like two people kissing or a heart, you're like, oh, I'm going to fall in love. Well, no, because <laughs> that isn't what you were talking about. Right. right. That isn't what the candle was for. That isn't what the working was for. Right. It was for a job. It was for, you know, something. So then what does this mean? Oh, maybe, maybe it does have to do with a partner, but then it's like, can your partner introduce you to somebody to get that job? Right. Or oh, maybe yeah. if it's like a heart and you like, oh, heart love. Yes. Is it like, how can you demonstrate that you really love this job? You know, bring it back to the meaning. Yeah. Right. So that it, because you're not going to receive messages. I got it. You know, right. you're not going to receive messages right. that have nothing to do. Right. It's like, this is the reason why you do, um, a spell with intention or a magical working or candle candle magic or it's to get a message it's to get, receive information it's to petition something it's to get something to happen so why is it going to go off and veer into like a whole different thing no right. you know you're focusing and all everything we're doing is like focusing energy to get new results right because we're manipulating energy so don't go off in your mind you got to be focused you got to be focused yeah. right and then look at what that message means in regards to what your intention and your question was. Right. How is that showing up inside of that question? Inside of that question and look at the um, direction as well. Yeah. So I love that directional thing. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else? I think that we covered it. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Mercury retrograde is not going to get us. <laughs> and list making. <laughs> and list making. We're getting better. We're getting better. Okay, roll right in. Yeah, roll in astrology. What is it, 22nd? Yep. Ah, the 22nd. We wanted to be here. Okay, all right. <laughs> not, not because it's a particularly wonderful day, but in general because, I mean, we're going through Mercury retrograde the beginning right now, and we have that lunar eclipse going on. So by the 22nd, we'll be out of that lunar eclipse at least, and we'll be able to breathe a little bit. 22nd through the 28th, I'm looking at here. We have lots of sextiles that week, which isn't bad. Um, we have Mars sextiling Pluto, the Sun sextiling Jupiter, Mercury sextiling Mars, Venus sextiling Saturn. So we have lots of different um, sextiles. Sextiles is a minor uh, um, benefic aspect, so it's usually positive. So you put together the energies of those that are coming together. So Mercury and Mars, you have power in your conversations. Since we are in retrograde, it could be insults, but well, in general, it's still power, it's, it's <laughs> power right? Um, Sun, Jupiter, so you're going to be lucky. You're going to have good opportunities. You're going to expand on who you are and people will know who you are. So it's just like it's a generally good aspect and things just tend to flow a little bit better if you don't know anything about astrology. If you know about astrology, you can plug in and use that to your benefit, okay? The hardest aspect that week, I'd say, is probably the Venus squaring Pluto. And there's also a semi-square Mars Uranus. That's a pretty dangerous energy in the sense of, like, accidents, violence, death, you know. But things. Yeah, it's the 26th. Okay. So it's just steer clear of danger and try to, like, prospect what things could be considered dangerous that you weren't thinking of, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go to the mall just in case there's, like, you know, terrorists there that day. <laughs> that kind of thing, you know? Gotcha. Just not, like, hide away <laughs> in your house, but, like, but maybe take care of your house. Just, what, what, yeah. That doesn't hurt anything. You know, just like, it's a, it's a day that's a little bit more, you know, but if you don't get into, like, if you have a violent partner, don't get into a fight with them that day, you know? You yeah, should be breaking up with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but don't do it that day because that day's dangerous. Okay? Do it the day before. The day, yeah, because you don't want them to kill you because you're breaking up <laughs> oh with them. God. I mean, it's, it's statistically true. Oh, Women I are never more danger than when they're breaking up with their partners, I you know? Either. So that's not a good day for that. Okay? 
Then the 28th, Venus is going to be in Taurus. That's a nice day. Well, you know, those are my go-getter days. I always always make sure to make what's the best day because Taurus is so sensual and they love food and they love, you know, just like soft sheets and satiny and luxury. And so that's like a nice long, like it's a Saturday. It's like stay in bed, breakfast in bed, school until noon, you know. I feel like I would get along with a Taurus. Oh, yeah. Tauruses are cool in that sense. Except when they're workaholics. So it's just like when they're when they're at play, they're hard at play. And when they're at work, they're hard at work, you oh. know. Then the 29th is like, so that weekend looks pretty good. Because that 28th is like, you know, ooh, you know, let's go have brunch and stuff like that. And then the 29th is Mars conjunct Jupiter. Jupiter's in Aries. So there's going to be a lot of vitality, a lot of energy. Good for a sports day. Good for doing physical activities. Or good for just like hunkering down and doing something you really want to get done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that weekend, the 28th, 29th, seems pretty cool. And then the 30th, we have our new moon in Gemini, 4.30 in the morning. I'm pretty sure this is Pacific time. I didn't put this, uh, the time, but I live in Pacific, so I'm assuming it's Pacific. This is the first new moon that's going to feel like a new moon for real because it's not. there's no eclipse. So it doesn't feel so, you know, heavy. Okay. <laughs> so that's good in that sense. Um the only thing is wait i skipped or i guess i already talked about it that gemini starts on the 20th i guess i talked about that in the episode pasado by that new moon we're going towards the end of that mercury retrograde Mm -hmm. so it may still get off to a little you know gemini itself on the 20th will get off to a slow start because it's going to be mercury retrograde and mercury is the rulership of gemini so it's not but when we get to the 30th it's going to feel more new moon more like a new start more like things are coming together and then we're at that tail end of that retrograde so we're finishing it up it still has a couple days to go but it'll it'll be there um we have a moon void on the 31st from the 1 to the 11 from 1 p.m to 11 p.m remember that moon voids just generally they can make you feel really busy without feeling productive Mm -hmm. and so i like to chill those days um, and not like let anything affect me because what it happens is that it just bounces you around. Mm-hmm. And so I like to like to not be bounced around. I just stay home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then on the third, fourth, it's really the fourth. It's at four a.m. on the fourth. Um, so you know we, we wake up on the fourth. No Mercury retrograde. Hey yo. Hello. <laughs> That's what we got. So much more chill than what we're going through right now. And it's just that feeling of renewal and a little bit of vitality. We're gonna be feeling that. Jupiter in Aries that just started um, today on the 10th. We're recording on the 10th. It'll be able to express itself more because, and then that, that Jupiter in Aries energy is pushing us to do new things, but we shouldn't do it through the retrograde. So we should plan on okay doing it after the retrograde. So starting in the beginning of June and it's going to last until October 28th. Then we have a couple months break and then it comes back at the like December 20th or something like that. And it runs through spring. Okay. So we've got a good nine months to use that energy to do our projects, you know, to get things off the ground, to do things with zest and Wonderful. vitality. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to be talking about sunflowers for oh, this episode nice. um, and just kind of, yeah, what, what they can do for you and what generally what they do with magic. So sunflower or hirasol is a masculine plant. Its planetary correspondence is the sun. Its elemental correspondence is going to be fire. The sunflower originated from Central and South America. It's believed to have traveled north with the Spanish conquistadors 
it was in the 1500s that the Spanish explorers returned to Europe with this um, with the sunflower and the species began to th spread throughout the world. There have been remains found in Mexico of sunflowers that date back more than 4,600 years ago. Uh, sunflowers were a great source of dye and they're also really well known um, for their medicinal properties. In Mexico, medicinally, it's used as an anti-inflammatory. It's used for arthritis and sore muscles and you're going to be using the leaves and stems. Magically, sunflowers are tied to fertility, wishes, health, and wisdom. You eat the seed, as a woman, you'd eat the seeds to um, hope, you know, bring on fertility. There was also a time where seeds were worn around the neck to protect from smallpox. Sleeping with a sunflower under your bed allows you to know the truth in any matter. If you wish to become virtuous, anoint yourself with the juice pressed from the stems of the sunflower and sunflowers growing in the garden guard against pests and grant the best of luck to the gardener. So that's just a little bit about the sunflower for us for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 